Welcome to another episode of Strategize Your Business Online. I am your host and digital marketing strategist, Dee Boswell-Buck. My guest today is Sabrina Leader. Sabrina is a photographer from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Sabrina holds a BFA majoring in photography from OCAD University, graduating in 2016. Sabrina has also spent a semester abroad studying at Glasgow School of Fine Art in January 2015. Her works have been hung in various venues in the Greater Toronto, Ontario area, including the Kent Farndale Gallery, the SCA Gallery, the Dark Horse Gallery, and Preston Gallery. Sabrina has also exhibited in Finland as part of a group show in Tampere, Desire the Double-Edged Sword. She has had the amazing opportunity to shoot for the NHL in Ottawa and was granted a photography internship with the Hockey Hall of Fame and now currently works as a photographer for the Hockey Hall of Fame. In 2018, Sabrina decided to open Preston Gallery in Uxbridge, Ontario, giving her and other Canadian artists a place to display their work. In 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, and along with many brick-and-mortar businesses, Sabrina had to shut her doors for in-person visits due to lockdowns. Her story is both empowering and inspiring. Turn up the volume to learn how Sabrina powered through to keep her business profitable until the lockdowns were lifted. You're listening to Strategize Your Business Online, designed for entrepreneurs like yourself who are looking to get more visibility strategically for your business in the online space. I'm Dee Boswell Buck, digital marketing strategist and founder of Boswell Buck Creative. Welcome to this episode of Strategize Your Business Online. I am your host and digital marketing strategist, Dee Boswell-Buck. Sabrina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. I follow you online and I wanted to know if we can get started with you explaining who you are and what do you do? When you boil it all down, I'm a photographer, but that kind of changed, as you said, in 2018 when I decided to open the gallery and... So now I consider myself a photographer and a gallery owner. So I support other artists is what we do here, whether that's through sales, through showing their work, through connecting them with new galleries or new people. Our whole thing is about no pressure finding works for people that want fine art in their homes or that need just a little bit of help to find that piece. Nice. So Sabrina, if you could tell me about your journey and how did you come to eventually owning a gallery? It's a little bit of a different journey than most would probably have if you ask this question to them. I started off right out of high school. I got a really good job, which I'm very thankful for. I left that job when I was offered a position to work for the Hockey Hall of Fame through the NHL, and it was a contract position. So when my contract ended, I was really sitting at home doing nothing. And that's when my dad said to me, what do you want to do? Do you want to go back, work for a company, be a number? Or do you want to go out and be your own boss, You know, do your own thing and do what you love, which was the art side? So that's where the gallery kind of came in was it took kind of every passion I had. So my photography, 
I wanted to support other people in some way because I had worked for my opportunities and I knew other people could get those chances too. And the next thing I knew, we were opening a gallery. It was started as a six-month pop-up and three years later, here we are. Oh, so it started up as a pop-up first? That was the original idea. was supposed to be a pop-up for six months. My own work, maybe a little bit of other artists from the local area that I couldn't find a lease for six months. Then I found one for a year and a half. Wow. I was like, okay, it'll be a year and a half pop-up. And then it kind of just kept spiraling. It's like, this is what I want to do. And I really enjoy this. Wow. That is truly like you always hear things that there are signs or it's the universe. And it's like, you really want to do this, but you're not going to be confident enough to like, who am I to have property and have a gallery all the way through? And then it's like, sorry, lady, we don't have anything for six months. Exactly. <laughs> this is what you, this is what you have. And another thing that I love is that your dad asked you, do you want to be a number or do you want to do what you love? And I mean, I love my mom, (laughs) but I remember like I did art in school and I got into an art school for commercial art. And she said, and I love my mom, so this is not to diss her, but she's like, what are you going to be able to do with that? (laughs) Right. I went to school doing something that I didn't love and I ended up moving forward with something else but you're you know right away your dad was like do you want to be a number which most parents are like go be a number (laughs) because then you'll get numbers in your bank account exactly if I hadn't had the job you know with the NHL and I hadn't gotten you know the internship years ago that's what really led to that job you know this wouldn't have been possible like you know I'd already been that and my dad and my parents own their own business so yeah my dad had been through the, you know, you're a number in a company. They just lay you off whenever they want. They don't need you anymore to running his own business and knowing that what it's like just to have the security of working for yourself. So that's, I had the security blanket of like, I had the job. I could go back to a job and I was like, okay, well now is the chance that if you're going to take the plunge, try for six months. And then the yeah. universe was like, hell no, you're going to do this like full time. That's awesome. So when you first opened back in 2018, How did you get the word out there and how did you get your gallery full? Like, did you open with the walls already full with art or was it sparse? And did you have tons of people rushing the door? Like where you're located, is it like a hustling, bustling kind of town? Tell me everything. Yeah. So I'd love to say like it was packed full. (laughs) We had lineups around the block to get in. It was the exact opposite. There was like six pieces on the wall. We opened, we were here like till 3 a.m. the night before trying to get ready because the newspaper was coming to do an article on us. So we had to have like everything ready for that, which was a great way to get the word out was print media. And then social media was the biggest thing. That's how we found our artists at the time. You know, within a month, maybe we had grown from like three artists to 10 artists, which was great. And now we sit around, we're over 50. I think we're at 65 actually. Got to do a new count on that, but it's really grown there. But yeah, it was not the dream of like, oh, there's tons of people everywhere. Uxbridge is not your downtown Toronto. It's not that. We're a small, quiet community, but there's a lot of people. Like there's a lot of locals that will shop local. We're a tourist town when the train runs, especially. There was people here. It was just a matter of getting them to come through the door. Thankfully, I had a lot of my own artwork (laughs) that I could stick on the walls and my mom's artwork to fill in the gaps, but definitely was not the dream or what people walk in and say, oh, wow, like, has this always been like this? No, not at all. Yeah, you had the artists find out about you. And so I always ask everybody, like, who is it that you serve? And 
I guess like on one end, it's like D I serve like customers who are looking for art or whatever the case is. Like, I'll let you answer this, but I guess you also serve the artists as well. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, exactly. We serve on one hand customers coming out the street, the local people, both that are looking to buy and are just looking for, you know, they've downsized and they can't buy art, but they want to come and enjoy it still without going to the city. And we're also a place that they can come in and they can feel safe. They can come in and ask the questions that they want answers to. Right. That's awesome. So I wanted to know, you know, as at the time of this recording, we are still in the pandemic and, you know, you're in Uxbridge, Ontario. I'm in another part of Ontario. Ontario is a province in Canada. And, you know, when I do the research, they said that I think that we have gone through the longest stage of lockdown. So you have this brick and mortar. And I wanted to know, like, how did, did this lockdown affect you? Did you have to pivot? That's such a, a word for this time. But did you, ha- what did, how did you work things out? Did you have to pivot? Did you still keep staff? Like, how did you keep going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of pivoting. Basically, every week when they made a new announcement, it was like, okay, where do we fall? What do we do? I got to the point where I couldn't even, like, look at announcements because I was like, I just can't change anymore. So we didn't have any staff. It's just me here. We're staff of one <laughs> and my mom sometimes. So when the first lockdown hit, we didn't have an online website that people could shop from. So I like crazily and in the biggest rush of anybody's ever seen threw together the probably worst website ever seen <laughs> to go buy things on. It was awful. And then I had to go work for my parents. So I went and worked for them. So I ran the gallery from a distance online and and with phone calls and emails. Mm. And then we opened back up before Toronto. Good for us and fortunate for them, even though we're only 25 minutes from Scarborough, really, the tip of Scarborough and York region borderlines on us a whole bit. We were able to open, we came back and I went, okay, now that we've done this once, how do we reopen? Which meant limiting people. It meant, you know, we couldn't fully get stuff back in the gallery. There was no new shows we were really trying to work with artists to get pieces back to them at that point that needed them back, that were able to travel now. And then the next step was, okay, now we need to fix the online site and we need to fix our social media. We redid the whole website, took our old one down, went to Shopify, got everything done on Shopify, streamlined everything so much easier, and then worked on the social media of how do we get the word out that you can now shop online, that if we close down, we're still open. And that was Facebook and Instagram. And then again, we shut down the second wave, which was even harder, I think, than the first one. Really? Yeah. So the first one I shut down before they told us we had to shut down because I just, I couldn't take the stress of not knowing what we were to do, but it was my choice. The second one wasn't my choice when we had to shut down and just the mental aspect of it all of, even though we had the website then and we had everything online and we had the social media figured out, it was the, now what are we going to do? Like, you know, we did this once, how long is this going to last? And met, like even the other business owners in town, when we were talking, we had uh, group meetings run by the BIA chair over Zoom, which was like, just check in, how are you doing kind of things, which was great. And it was so nice to hear that other people were struggling and that we were all kind of in the same boat. Everybody was trying to get online. Everybody was trying to do what they could wear, but not having your brick and mortar open, you know, and going to a fully online business is a totally different ballgame. Yeah. So, I mean, going completely online, I mean, I guess it's much easier when somebody comes into your gallery. So there's two things. Now you've got, I mean, yay, 
you're open. <laughs> so, but now you've got two options where people can come in to, and also they can shop online. Now, did you also have to go through, go through things like I'm looking at your pieces right now. So we're doing this on Zoom and you've got some large pieces there. So did you have to now worry about shipping and does shipping affect if people want to buy something? Yeah, that was a big thing was shipping and seeing pieces in person. So the yeah. large pieces that yeah you are seeing behind me, you know, when somebody walks in, you can see the textures, you can see the depth in it in person and online, everything was due through a photograph. So even as a photographer, I was panicking, making sure like I had photographs from every angle that showed every little detail and as best I could, that the lighting was perfect. And then the next question was, yeah, how do we ship this? Like, if somebody buys this from BC, how do we get it to BC? I can't drive it. You know, if it was true, not allowed to. <laughs> Exactly. And that was the other problem then was like, borders are closed. Can I do that? And then shipping just became a nightmare with you. And I'm pretty sure everybody felt this, whether you ordered online from the small business or you ordered from Amazon, shipping was a nightmare mm -hmm. <laughs> to get packages actually to your home, you know, just even getting them there and then making sure that you could actually get them once they showed up and not be stolen. So it was a little nerve wracking. And then at the same time, we expanded while we were going through all that. So then we were bringing in art supplies, which were getting shipped to the US, which is something I never did before. And they were getting shipped across Canada. And, you know, that, so that was a new stress of how do we fill out a customs form? How do we make sure like, which postal rate should we be using? And which shipping service is best? And the art pieces were hard to ship. The art supplies were just more thought going into them. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I mean, it's like this whole circle here where, you know, you're there for the person who wants to purchase art. You're there for the artist who wants to show their work and sell their work. And then you're also sh selling supplies to the artist as well. You know, it's like you, you're really servicing people. Like you're servicing the person who's coming in to purchase or buying online, right? They need it for their home or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're servicing the artist who needs a place, especially at this time, to show their work. And then you're also selling supplies to the artist too. And you, you have like some top quality supplies there too. Yeah. So that was one kind of blessing disguise of the pandemic. And I had to put it that way to keep me sane is it gave me the time to look into art brand, like different brands to really do our research into what's the highest quality we can get. And also because we're a Canadian art gallery, what is the most Canadian supplies we can get. So what's being made here in Canada, what's being made in Ontario, you know, whose head office is where are things being manufactured, even if they're saying Canada company, are they being manufactured in China? So we brought in three brands to start. We brought in one from Montreal for oil paint, one from Manitoulin Island for watercolor and one from Saskatchewan also for watercolor. And they've all been amazing. They worked tirelessly through a pandemic to get us time early to set us up as a new business and to make sure that we, so art stores, like, you know, the big stores were closed or you couldn't get things. We had it in stock and we could make sure that we got it to the artists that needed it. Right. That's, that's great. Great customer service. So now that things are opening up and hopefully they'll open up for quite some time or just <laughs> ongoing, what are your big business plans? Like now that you're reopening again? Yeah. So first off is we're getting back to shows, which is, 
the most exciting thing is we can actually book people. We're booking now right through the end of the year with knock on wood, we stay open the rest of the year and there's no backtracking here, but we're looking to bring in more supplies, more art. We, I really want to expand the space we have, either find a new location or add a second location on to really expand out what we offer, which is we really want to get into classes, but also expand into the art supplies a bit more, but give the artists their space that they deserve. So that's kind of our, our big overall goal. Not not sure when it's going to happen, but It'll you know, happen. Sl- slowly but surely it's going to happen. And yeah. if nothing else, we're getting back to shows right now, which is more than I thought I'd be saying right now. Yeah. So in terms of your in-person shows, how far out are your artists coming in from? Or are uh, they so- coming in to be at the show? Or is it that you're you're just showing particular work? Yeah. So each month we bring in new work and new artists. So some artists stay in all year round. Other artists come in for a couple months, leave or come in for a single month and leave. Depends on the artist. But we have artists coming from as far out as Fort Erie up to Stratford and then across to Nova Scotia. So we kind of pull from everywhere and we're hoping to kind of expand to go out more West, hopefully reach coast to coast with the artists that we represent. But for now, Mostly Ontario artists, but we do have the one from Nova Scotia, one from Montreal and Quebec. Hopefully some are coming. Yeah, well, I'm sure they will. So with regards to social, I know you showed all of the beautiful work that's there, but I noticed that you do a lot of video. So tell me what that's like, like when you are sharing video, because sometimes like I used to do videos every single Tuesday, but then I'm full disclosure, you know, kind of being a shut in, I kind of like second guess, like, what am I going to say? Just because I haven't been doing it for in forever. Right. But you know, you go up, you go on, on video. So what type of things are you sharing on video? Video is not my strong suit. I'll start by saying that I'd rather not do videos, but everybody's like, Oh, you should do more. Yeah. Uh, so I took the advice of others on my social media there and was like, okay, we'll do videos. So they range from just touring around the gallery to when we get new things in, I'm showing them off kind of like mini unboxing videos, minus the unboxing part. Cause we learned that took too long. And then other ones have been like for directly to the artist. So here's how you can wire a piece, you know, trying to break down things that they need to know. And that was just kind of more, we're in the midst of a pandemic. What can we do? That's kind of different. And how do I get myself in here? Awesome. <laughs> Cause I, I would have kind of stayed at home otherwise. Yeah, that's amazing. So I'd like to know, like, what are the top lessons you've learned as an entrepreneur that you would like other entrepreneurs to know? I think the biggest one is community is everything. So whether that's a networking community or that's your business community, if you have a brick and mortar around you or just the team behind you that helps you do everything. I've been really lucky and I've gotten amazing networking communities that I'm part of. I have an amazing business community here in town. And then I also have from those communities, people that support and help us do everything that we can do. So from social media, where I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, (laughs) uh, to how do I build a website? So it's all about relying on other people where you need to, and you can't do this alone. That's for sure. It's alone. Absolutely. So do you have anything that you would like to share with us? Like, do you have any like events you got I know we know you got your shows that are coming up what is it that you'd like to share with us you know for everybody to check out when once this airs yeah so at this point no events coming up but definitely you can subscribe to our newsletter if you are interested in doing classes with us we're hoping that with stage three here in Ontario we'll be able to do in person 
but we do have some virtual ones that are kind of in the works to kind of reach out to more people. Just kind of want to spread the word to shop local and support your Canadian businesses and community businesses where you can, whether that's buying things or just sharing social media posts. Yeah. So if we want to jump on your newsletter, where's the best place to get on it? Yeah. So on our website, you'll find a link to sign up, PrestonGallery.com. Okay. And Sabrina, where else is the best place for us to find you, to watch these cool videos and to see the beautiful work that you have? Yeah. Don't know if that goes as far as calling the cool videos. I love the videos. It's my show. I can say it. (laughs) All right. I will let that go then. Our Instagram is probably the best place to find all that. It's at Gallery Preston. And we also have Facebook, which you'll find the link to on our website and on our Instagram, Preston Gallery on Facebook. So lots, lots of social media ways to follow us there. And that's, yeah, you'll get sneak peeks of the show and all the new artwork. And we introduce artists where we can. And hopefully, you know, as new things come up, we'll be doing more videos. Yay for the videos. And we're going to share a lot of these links on the web, on my website where we're going to have the podcast there as well. So Sabrina, thank you so much. I think that you were the perfect person for this podcast because I saw you just showing up and it's, you know, just hearing what your story was about, you powered through. I really think that anybody who listens to this, they're really going to get a great dose of inspiration. So thank you for appearing on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Strategize Your Business Online. If you found value in what you heard today, please leave us a review. And feel free to share this podcast with someone you think who would love it. You just might get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when a new episode is released. Do you find the online space challenging when it comes to increasing your brand's visibility? Visit my website and register for my monthly free masterclass. Or connect with me on Instagram. You can head over to dboswellbuck.com and you'll find all the links that you need right there. It's always my goal to align your business goals strategically with your online presence. We'll see you on the next episode.